Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show. She's the founder and CEO of Generation Hope. If you um, are a teen mom uh, and want to improve your life, and there's so much more going on with Generation Hope, and I can't wait to talk with the CEO and founder. Let me welcome to the show, Nicole Lynn Lewis. Hi. Hi. Thank you both for having me. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. You know, we, um, I, I want, I, I feel like we don't talk enough about all of the ways in which we can empower people. And, uh, before we get into what generation hope does, why don't you tell us why you started it? Yeah. So the story of generation hope is, is, um, very much the story of Nicole. Um, I got pregnant my senior year of high school. When I discovered my pregnancy, I had just been accepted into several different colleges I was an honor roll student, college bound. Both my parents uh, were college educated and very much stressed education in our home. And college was always a given for, for me and for my sister. And so to find out in the, you know, right as I'm about to embark on, on this next phase of life that I am going to be a mom was devastating. It was uh, extremely difficult to see a future for myself where I could be successful, I could go to college and I could be a young mother. Um, there wasn't anybody in my network, in my school, in my neighborhood who had gotten pregnant and had gone on to college. You just didn't see that. And most of the young women in that situation disappeared or you saw them working in retail or food service, not going on and, and pursuing their college degrees. And so here I was knowing that college was so crucial for me to be able to take care of this baby and not having a pathway to get there. It was an extremely difficult time. I was homeless uh, for periods of time the next year, just extremely difficult. Um, I found out that I had been accepted into the College of William & Mary in Virginia when I was eight months pregnant, living day to day in a Motel 6. Wait, so, so your, parents, your parents threw you out? They did not throw me out. I was. I will always tell people we had a financially stable household, but an emotionally unstable household. And so when you have a pregnancy in an unstable situation, it kind of explodes. And that's really what happened. Um, so I left my parents' home. I decided it was better for me to not be in that space. But I was then in a really difficult space with my daughter's father. I was in a, a emotionally and sometimes physically abusive relationship with him. Sometimes we'd sleep in the car in the high school parking lot. It was just really difficult. Um, and nothing about my life said college, but I started college my freshman year when my daughter was a little under three months old. And I always tell people I stepped foot on that campus and thought these feet don't belong here. You know, I was surrounded by people who had a ton of resources, who didn't have parenting responsibilities, um, who didn't look like me, William & Mary's predominantly white institution. And here I was, you know, this young black mother trying to figure out how I was gonna make it through college. It was extremely intimidating, but I put one foot in front of the other um, just to say, you know, let me try my hardest and see where it takes me. And over those next four years, I experienced many of the things that a lot of, of uh, pregnant teens experience and, and parenting teens experience, you know, how do you afford childcare? How do you keep food on the table? How do you keep heat on in the winter? How, how do you have enough hours in the day to study and to work and to, and to um, take care of your little one? And yet it was just the most transformative experience for me. I ended up being opened up to a network of people and information I never would have otherwise. I graduated with honors. My daughter walked across wow. the graduation stage with me and it was just, just oh. a surreal <laughs> moment. You know, people tell you it's impossible, you make it. 
And I had this overwhelming feeling of, I have to give back. I have to do something to make oh. sure other young parents have the success. What kind of resources were there when you were going through this? Was it, were the resources there, but there just wasn't sort of a clearinghouse for them? Or how did you navigate that? It's so interesting. I mean, when I got pregnant in high school, as far as I knew, there were no resources for teen mothers. Um, I was in the Tidewater area in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And again, when you got pregnant, you were on your own. And I had known people who had gotten pregnant and uh, it didn't turn out well for them. There wasn't an organization that had a safety net of supports and services. Certainly, um, you know, not one that was saying, hey, you can go to college. That just didn't exist. And so in, in my world, there were no resources and support and certainly not any concentrated effort to kind of bring those supports together to figure out how do you help this young family experience economic mobility. Mm. Mm. Wow. So, so Nicole and Lewis, then what? So it's, what was the impetus? I'm going to start, it doesn't exist. So I'm going to create it. Where do you start to even create? Because so many people who like want to do something to help. And they don't even know where to start. So where did you start? Well, first and foremost, you know, one of the big questions I get from people is like, did you know you were going to be a CEO when you were in college? And I'm like, absolutely not. As far as I was concerned, like I just needed a job to pay the bills, to put gas in the car and pay for childcare. Like my bar was very low. I never envisioned myself as a CEO or of a founder of an organization. And I say that because I think that I'd love to demystify that whole thing where people think they have to meet these qualifications in order for them to be a CEO or to start something. And we need more people with lived experiences being in those positions of power and in those seats. So that's something I always like to tell people that um, you absolutely are the right person to start something. And I think that's sometimes our biggest obstacle. The, the first thing I did was say, well, let me find out who's already doing this and I'll just help. I'll go and I'll volunteer. The problem was nobody was focused on teen parents and college completion because of all the stigma and the shame and the way that we treat young people in this situation. Very few across the country, but certainly none in the DC metro area where I was. And so with that, I thought, well, if nothing exists, you know, I feel like it has to exist. And um, Lily Tomlin has a quote, she would say, I used to always say, why doesn't somebody do something about that? And then I realized I was that somebody. And that's really what happened. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I think I can do this. And that's really what I did. And I just did a ton of research. I met with other people who had started organizations. I took them out to dinner. I picked their brains. I tried to understand what were their lessons learned. They were farther along than me. And then I think the other big thing that has been kind of a mainstay for Generation Hope is I surrounded myself with incredibly smart people who could help me take this vision to the next level. And, and to this day, I'm really fortunate to have those people around me. So, I love the name Generation Hope. I think it's so great. And, and so, so have you had moments where you had to pinch yourself? Cause you said, I, I actually, you, you're actually making an impact. Like you're the pebble in the pond, right? So you're the pebble in the concentric circles and you're actually doing that. You're, you're helping teen parents get college educated, which impacts their children. So like, do you have those moments where it's just like you you sit and you think, wow, I, I'm impacting people's lives. And that's so crazy to think. Little old me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I was just talking about this with my staff last week that 
I don't come up for air enough. I think all of us, right? Like we have our head down in the work and we're doing the work every day and there's always something, there's always the next thing. And so I don't do it enough, but I, I recently had a moment um, where we're, we're looking to move into a new office and, and it's, uh, we're creating a space that is truly rooted in our families. And so we're creating family spaces. We're mm -hmm. having lactation rooms. We're having like all the things that you wished you could find in the spaces when you're, when you're with your family. And, and it just was a moment of like, did I ever envision, you know, that we would be a staff of, of nearly 40 people and that wow. we would be building out this incredible space that we would be helping. We've already helped more than 300 teen parents um, uh, earn their college degrees in the DC region now moving uh, or not moving, but expanding our work to a new city outside of the region. I mean, there's so many moments where I'm just like, this is amazing. And it, it's exceeded my expectations. We're talking with Nicole Lynn Lewis. It is Generation Hope, and you can go to generationhope.org. On your site, you say one in five undergrad college students today is a parent. One in five is a parent. Yet they're 10 times less likely to graduate, and fewer than 2% of teen mothers who have had a baby before the age of 18 actually earn a college degree before the age of 30, which we know how that impacts them financially and for the rest of their lives. With Generation Hope, 62%. Graduate, earn a degree within six years. 82% of your scholar graduates are fully employed or enrolled in graduate studies programs within six months of graduating. And 100% would recommend the program. So if you're outside of the D.C. Uh, area, the DMV, how do you connect with Operation, uh, excuse me, Operation Hope, Generation Hope? And do you allow for satellites if there's someone listening right now in Oakland or someone listening right now in Florida, which probably desperately needs this, or Louisiana, uh, Georgia, Jersey? How do they connect with you? Yeah, well, the great news is that we are expanding to New Orleans. Um, we just announced this uh, in, this month, actually, that we are, are bringing our direct wor work with young parents to New Orleans. We're so excited. We'll be serving 25 teen moms and dads on the ground there starting this summer as they pursue their college degrees. So if you're in Louisiana, you can absolutely uh, engage with us. We need mentors. We need volunteers. Um, if you're in the D.C. metro area, that's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Same thing. We're recruiting our, our uh, class of students to come into the program, as well as our uh, class of mentors, ton of ways to get involved. But the other side of our work is, is not only that we work directly with families, but we want to drive systemic change for, for young parents and for families all across the country. And so we recognize in doing this work directly with families for the past nearly 13 years, that there are these large sinkholes across our systems, higher ed, human services, that make it incredibly hard for a parent to go on and pursue a post-secondary credential. Mm -hmm. So we work with colleges and universities all over the country. We help them create more family-friendly campuses so that when students who have children come to their campuses, they're ready to serve them. Most colleges are not. So we've worked already with 11 institutions across the country from California to, uh, to Wisconsin to D.C., helping them really build out family-friendly campuses and have those transformations. But then we also do policy work. We work with local and uh, federal policymakers to help them see that there are these incredible levers that we can pull in terms of legislation that will remove barriers for this population. So no matter where you are in the country, there's ways to get involved. We also have um, virtual volunteer opportunities, career advising, things like that, where you don't have to physically be in our, um, in our community to be working with our students. 
Nicole, I, real quickly, um, on your website, you talk about our commitment to race equity. Um, how important is that? And what is the racial um, makeup of the of the teen parents that are, t- are that are using Generation Hope? Yes, absolutely. Well, it's paramount to to what we do. It's 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 woven throughout the fabric of our organization. Um, race equity. We all often talk about not just looking through a race equity lens, but having LASIK race equity in our work, meaning everything we do, we have to, we can never take that lens off. 90% of the students in our program are students of color, um, very representative of uh, the racial disparities that we see across the country, the racial breakdown of uh, student parents and teen parents. And so it's incredibly important that when we do this work, that we have a clear understanding of systemic racism and oppression, the ways that um, those are at work in the lives of our students and that our staff is also well-trained and understands um, and is sensitive to the role of systemic racism and oppression in this work. And that when our students go to a college or university and they are a student of color, their experience is different. Their hurdles are different. And we have to really think about how can we help and address those hurdles? How can we compensate for them to the, to the degree that we can? And even in our work with colleges and universities and policymakers, we name race. We're not afraid to talk about the role that this plays in this work and the fact that many of these hurdles are intentional and have been built into our systems. And it's gonna take a lot, a lot of investment and energy to dismantle those barriers. What do you need, uh, Nicole and Lewis? Um, what do you need from this audience? Uh, how do we help you do what you're doing? I think first and foremost, so much of this is about narrative change. It's about shifting the way that we think about this population. Teen parents are highly stigmatized, highly shamed. Our knee-jerk reaction is often to say, you need to deal with whatever you've created in your situation. You got pregnant, now deal with all the consequences. We have to shift that. We really need to start to have a better understanding of teen pregnancy and the fact that it's complex. We have students in our program who have grown up in foster care and then experienced a pregnancy. Students in our program who have experienced um, domestic violence and sexual coercion things that happened way before they ever got pregnant. And most people just don't understand that this is a much more of a gray issue than it is a black and white white issue. And it's attached to all the things that we don't like to talk about. And so I think just having more people understand this um, this work and this population and, and to stand up and say, no, these people are deserving. They're worthy of resources and supports. They do deserve the opportunity to go to college and we need to believe in them is a first step that I think your listeners and, and viewers can really can really help us in and be a part of that movement. And then there's always ways, as I said, to get involved with Generation Hope, volunteering, even virtual opportunities. Um, A gift of any amount will make a huge difference for our families. So lots of different ways that no matter where you are and what your capacity is, you can make a difference. I did mention you're going to be in New Orleans. What? Yes. Can people do satellite versions? Because, you know, spreading that seed everywhere is super important. Are you open to that if somebody is already doing something similar I don't want us to reinvent the wheel let's let's put more spokes on the wheel that's rolling yeah well we're we're in the process of our strategic planning right now we're talking about what does this look like in other communities now that we're bringing it to New Orleans what other communities could we be looking at so definitely if people are interested reach out to us at info at generationhope.org we'd love to talk to you figure out what you're doing and ways that we could partner that's what I was looking for. All right. Nicole <laughs> Lynn Lewis, Nicole, Nicole Lynn, L-Y-N-N, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. Follow her there and support Gen Hope, support Generation Hope, G-E-N Hope. 
and generationhope.org. That's where you can find her info at generationhope.org. Thank you for coming through. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 